BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welcome into the At The Yard podcast. I'm Corey Seidman, joined by Jim Salisbury out in San Diego at MLB's winter meetings. At The Yard is brought to you by Team Toyota, and there's a lot to discuss this week as the Phillies kind of set their course for the rest of the offseason. Jim, they added their big-ticket pitcher in Zach Wheeler. I think everybody in the world knew that that was the Phillies' number one objective this offseason was to add an arm to their rotation. And now it's about what they do to address their other holes or weaknesses. Uh, You wrote about how now the focus shifts to an infield bat. Do you see that as something that the Phillies can accomplish this week at the winter meetings, or is this more about planting the seed? No, I think it's possible they could accomplish it uh, in the short term, be it here in San Diego over the next four days or shortly after that, um, because, you know, I think they've had that as part of their plan and their off-season blueprint for a while, Uh, and it became – you know, more imperative when they non-tendered Cesar Hernandez and Michael Franco last week, second baseman, third baseman. So uh, it's no secret that Didi Gregorius, uh, free agent, shortstop um, from the Yankees, sort of the apple of their eye. Joe Girardi has a history with him, really likes him. I think they'd like to, uh, that he could bring some left-handed pop into a, a good ballpark to hit home runs in. Uh, and the fact that he plays shortstop, so... Um, you know, that still would leave Alec Baum a landing spot at third base down the road. But they are also um, eyeing the market for other infield bats, um, also at third base uh, and shortstop. But I think um, they would like to get something done with D.D. Gregorius. But, you know, I'm not – I don't know that that's going to happen. I'm certain they've had serious talks with him. Uh, but I'm also certain that other clubs have had um, – serious dialogue with Didi Gregorius. Uh, so there is competition there. And uh, I'm not really sure if the Phillies are going to come out on top there or another team is. So something, you know, that bears watching. But if they make the right offer, yeah, they could. I think they could wrap something like that up soon, but so could another club. Jim, what do you think makes Didi Gregorius uh, like the guy or, or the fit that, that he has been connected to the Phillies as? I mean, I get that, that he plays shortstop and there's the Joe Girardi connection, but is, does it go beyond that or, or are those the two kind of focal points of it? Is is Gene Segura's shortstop defense that big of a concern internally in the Phillies organization, do you think, as of, as of now? I know he committed 20 errors last season. It sounds like it's a concern. Uh, dwindling range, uh, you mentioned the errors. It sounds like it's a concern. And um, they got him for three more years and $45 million. I'm like, wow. Uh, he is a good second baseman. I think if they can get a shortstop, that would be the plan. Play Kingery at third, though they could adjust that plan and play Kingery at second, his best position, Segura at third. But uh, I think Segura is probably best suited to go to second base if they get a shortstop. But, yeah, I mean, you mentioned a couple big reasons he fits, the, the power, the connection with Girardi. Um, you know, I've heard from a number of people who have really watched uh, this guy play over the years, and we've all watched him play. Uh, 
he's kind of an effervescent talent and a great guy on, on a team, uh, both on the field and in the clubhouse, a real leader. Uh, he was described to me as by a scout from a, uh, a club who, uh, from a scout who watches a lot of American League and watches the Yankees a lot. He was described to me as the leader of that club. So I think he would bring uh, quite a few intangibles as well. And as I kind of alluded to, the fact that, you know, he is a shortstop. Um, and a lot of the other infielders that are available this offseason are third basemen. Mustakas, who went off the board, uh, Rendon, Donaldson, their third baseman, uh, who could take longer terms. And, you know, there's still a hope that Alec Baum is going to be ready at some point to be your third baseman. Now, I know talent evaluators who don't really think he's a third baseman long term. Uh, that he's more maybe of a first baseman or even an outfielder, but the Phillies front office, the Phillies player development people um, that I've spoken with and asked this question to many times are confident that he can play third base. So um, getting a shortstop would leave third base you know, in play as a landing spot for your top position player prospect um, down the line when he's ready. I expect him to start AAA. Uh, but be in the picture in Philly at some point this season, you know, if all if all goes well. So uh, I would say DD is your, you know, the focal point of, of, of um, things the Phillies are trying to do here um, in the short term. But like I said, I, I do I, I know there's competition for the guy, and so I'm not really certain the Phillies are going to end, end up with him. They'll have to have plan plan B's because they do need an infielder. Jim mentioning Alec Bohm there. Um... His presence in in the organization, his status as one of the top prospects, and his potential as a big power bat in the middle of a lineup, that kind of creates the situation for the Phillies where even though someone like Anthony Rendon, any team in baseball would love to have him. I mean, it's going to take probably $250 million or thereabout to get it done. But if the Phillies were to pursue Anthony Rendon heavily and sign him, say, well, then they're in a situation where one of Alex Bohm or Reese Hoskins has to be moved. And... You know, I don't know that that makes the most sense organizationally to allocate that much money and then put yourself in a position where the rest of the league knows you don't have as much leverage in a trade. Where do you see the Phillies standing with Anthony Rendon and, and also Josh Donaldson for that matter? Because if Mike Moustakis got four years, you would think Josh Donaldson is in line for at least three. Yeah, and the Phillies were in on Moustakis uh, quite seriously. Uh, he's a guy they liked. Um... They, you know, as far as Rendon and Moustakis, uh, I'm sorry, Rendon and Donaldson, you know, they're they're more at the top of the market than, um, significantly more at the top of the market than Moustakis was at third base. Um, you know, the way I see that is obviously the Phillies have a need for a bat. Obviously the Phillies have a need, uh, could use that bat at, at third base. Um, and I don't think they have, you know, tapped out of the Donaldson sweepstakes or tapped out of the Rendon sweepstakes. I don't think they've tapped out on uh, the sweepstakes involving the top pitchers on the market. Does that mean I think they're going to get one of those top pitchers? No, I think their major pitching upgrade is done. But I also think, you know, there's no reason to, to, to pull out and say no at the moment when you can continue to monitor, monitor markets and markets can change. And who knows if somebody... Um, you know, if uh, someone's market comes comes down to a level where you could pallet it, um, I would use the example of two years ago, right at this week at the winter meetings, a lot of talk to Jake Arrieta wanting seven years, and the Phillies there was no way they were going to go seven years, and then all of a sudden the talk was, oh, I maybe do a five-year deal, and the Phillies were not interested in that, and all of a sudden his market played into a three-year deal, and the Phillies were in it, so. 
I just don't think you ever, you know, there's, a, there's ever a need to say no, that we're out. You can continue to kind of be um, curious, interested, bystanders. Um, and if situations change, you can um, ramp up your pursuit. But um, just the way the vibe I get, um, the seriousness of their pursuit of um, Gregorius, uh, they're creeping toward the luxury tax. I would say that Donaldson um, or Rendon, I, I would classify them at the moment as, as unlikely. Um, but I would note that things can always change. Luxury tax has been a big topic lately, Jim. Um, and, you know, John Middleton, I, I, I want to say it at one of the press conferences, at the, perhaps at the Gabe Kapler press conference when he was asked about it, uh, referred to it as, you know, you, go over, you can go over the luxury tax when you're one piece away, when you're like uh, on the precipice of a championship and you can add a Cliff Lee and that puts you over the top. Um, the Phillies are not one piece away right now. You know, there's still multiple pieces right. away, even after the Zach Wheeler signing. Do you see... Um, the luxury tax almost being like a, a like a hard limit for the Phillies this offseason? or do you, like no. if, if the right if the right offer materialized, could they exceed it? No, I don't see it as a hard limit. Um, I mean, I asked John Middleton that question. It was at the uh, press conference where him, Andy McPhail, and Matt Clintac, um kind of wrapped up the season, uh, spoke about their reasons for letting Gabe Kapler go. Um, and his answer was, I'm not going to go over the luxury tax to be the second wild card team. And how I read that is I'm not going to go over the luxury tax for a marginal upgrade. But if you can smell a championship and you know you're one piece away, he would do it. So uh, I think, you know, he still has that, um, uh, he, you know, he's still governed by that philosophy, I believe. And so it would not surprise me. I think the luxury tax is a concern. It should be a concern for all teams. Uh, it's, it's just, you know, it becomes an empty payroll. Uh, and then if you become a repeat offender, the, you know, the penalties compound. Now, there could be a little bit of a variable here. The CBA is over in two years. Maybe the luxury tax, tax goes away. So, you know, I don't know. Those are things I think teams have to weigh a little bit. But push comes to shove. If there's an opportunity that this team likes, I think they would go over the luxury tax. I might be in the minority, but I think they would. Uh, if they thought it would really significantly improve their chances to get to the postseason, maybe win a championship, because they're very hungry to get back to the postseason and, and win a championship. So uh, I know there's some out there saying, you know, kind of saying they won't go over it. I, I'm not one of those guys. I think for the right player, the right opportunity, they would go over it uh, either here in the offseason and, and don't rule out um, at the July trading season, maybe taking on the right player after you've had you know, three or four months to really look at your team and figure out where you are and say, yeah, we're a contender. We might be that one or two pieces away that this, um, you know, this um, taking on this extra payroll might make a big difference for us. And if it puts us over the tax, you, you kind of do it. So I think they're, they're, they're more open-minded to go over, over, going over the tax than, than some other folks. But I don't know that they're going to go and, and blow it away um, you know, for a seven-year, $200 million-plus-dollar um, deal for maybe an Anthony Rendon, as much as it ain't my money, and I would love to see Rendon as a Philly, but I just, I'm not feeling it uh, at that level. I think, you know, you, 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 you kind of continue to monitor these markets and, and, and never say no uh, until, you know, in, until you have to. Jim, I know you said this like five minutes ago, but I just I can't get my mind past that just two short years ago there was at least the potential early in the offseason that Jake Arrieta could have gotten a five- or seven-year deal. I mean, just 
Yeah. Like, think about how that would have played out. The Phillies and any other team that might have been in on that is, is lucky to have those savings. And Team Toyota is kicking off a new, se- a new season with safety, savings, and service. Visit TeamToyota.net to be a part of the team and stay on the road to victory. All right, Jim, so it's early in the offseason, relatively early, and a lot of names are already off the board. Mike Moustakis to the Reds, Zach Wheeler to the Phillies, Yasmani Grandal to the White Sox. The Braves added Cole Hamels, Will Smith, and Travis D'Arnaud. The Padres gave converted reliever Drew Pomeranz four years and $34 million. And then you had veteran guys like Jose Abreu, Howie Kendrick, Jan Gomes, Nick Markakis, Tyler Flowers returning to their teams. So aside from the top three remaining pitchers on the market, uh, Garrett Cole, Steven Strasburg, Madison Bumgarner, most of the starters are gone. You know, Kyle Gibson's off the board, Jake Odorizzi's gone, Michael Pineda's gone, Wade Miley and Rick Porcello, probably the next best available options. Uh, do you think that the Phillies are still in the market to add another starting pitcher, and would it be someone in that caliber, like the Miley-Porcello group? I would see it as someone in that caliber, yes. And I think, um, you know, a lot of it depends on how they feel their need and what they have uh how they feel their need in the infield and what they have in remaining finances is they balance the tax and they balance the talent uh, that they're pursuing and the, um, you know, whether or not it's worth going over the tax for that particular player. But yeah, I think they still need to, they still need bullpen uh, additions. uh, In my opinion, they need, they need more starting pitching depth. And, but I think the starting pitching depth would probably come from the third or fourth tier. Like you mentioned, Porcello, Wade Miley, um, you know, later on here after maybe they um, figure out what they're going to do in, in the infield. But they definitely need more pitching because you, you always need more than five. You need six, seven, eight, nine, ten sometimes. So I wouldn't even rule out, and this is probably not going to be popular, but I wouldn't rule out um, Drew Smiley, um, who at times pitched pretty well for the Phillies last year, still kind of getting it back after surgery. I wouldn't, you know, rule him out on uh, maybe an incentive-laden deal, maybe even a minor league deal. Um, you know, it could be something, something like that, a depth piece. Uh, put some heat on Pavetta, put some heat on Velasquez, maybe even, um, maybe even they become your, you know, depth relievers. You push them over to the bullpen. Um, I still think Velasquez probably belongs there. And, um, but yeah, they need more pitching in addition to adding an infielder. It's, uh, there's holes on this team. Is it possible that the Phillies could, um, Try it again with Nick Pavetta as a starter, by the way? Or, or I mean, because the other option, like you said, could be converting them both into relievers that, you know, if you have a, a spate of injuries, could perhaps then make spot starts. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I would just say, don't I would, see, yeah. I would say it's definitely, I think, if I were running the team, I'd bring them both to camp as a starter and and start the workouts that way. As a starter? Yeah, bring, you to, bring them in as starters. Tell them, um you know, competition's good. I would tell them you're coming in here and compete. Go out and show us you can win the fifth starter's job. Couldn't there be value uh, in in um? Them? And then you can always switch off. You, you can always switch. You can always say, okay, you know, we're gonna we're gonna you, this guy won the fifth job. We're gonna give you a look in the bullpen. Pitching, I don't know. I think sometimes we 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 complicate it too much. Pitching is still pitching. You know, put the ball in the box. Put it in a good spot. And get the guy out. And, and and that's you know that's what you got to do. I I still think both of them with their arms and um, um, you know maybe their personalities would work in the bullpen if they could make those adjustments and, and throw enough strikes. But it, it's still a big if. Um, but in this game, you always you're always going to bet on talent and maybe be patient with it and sometimes overly patient. Obviously, they're reaching the point 
uh, where you can't be patient anymore. But they do have a new pitching coach coming in. Maybe something there could be a connection there. But you just don't you don't throw away those arms. You know, you just don't throw them away. Um, there was some nights when Vince Velasquez did some pretty cool things out of the bullpen. If he could ever show some consistency out there, um, you, you might have something. But as, if camp were to open, I would say uh, to them, I would say go out there and, and try to win a job. Do the, you know, show us show us what you can do. I think they put a lot of pressure on Pavetta last year, um, giving him that number two start and talking him up so big. Just let him come in and let him live way under the radar and see what happens. There were also some cool things Vince Velasquez did out in left field last year. Maybe uh, that could be part of his you know, part-time duty. I, I'm just joking, but, you know, he, well, did he, might sh- be the, he might be the best athlete on the team. This is a kid that taught himself to play golf uh, by watching YouTube videos, and he's a great golfer, so. You know, great that, athlete. That could be a, if he wants to, you Not know, that that's going to win you any baseball games. <laughs> if he wants to pursue, <laughs> you know. Is, a, I'm, just, I'm just making the point, he's a great athlete. If he wants to pursue a great part-time job, maybe golf is the avenue. And if you're looking for a great paying part-time job with flexible hours, Check out 2020 census jobs. You may or may not have another job. You may even uh, be retired looking for some extra income, but you can also help make sure that everyone gets counted. So apply today at 2020census.gov forward slash jobs to help strengthen your community. I got it. All right. Jim, you're a pillar of your community. I know that. Um, How about trades? Are there any names that that you're hearing buzz about uh, leading into this winter meetings period? I know, you know, Francisco Lindor's name has been out there, Chris Bryant, dating back to last year at the July trade period, there was someone like Robbie Ray. Uh, What are you hearing about the trade market, and do you think the Phillies could be players in that trade market with uh, the starting pitching options kind of being limited in free agency right now as they are, aside from the top three names? We've been talking about Robbie Ray now for, what, uh, 14 months. I remember writing about him before the GM meetings last year as a potential Phillies target. And I think he's someone they like, and I think he's someone that could be had. Uh, Jay Happ is another guy. Um, that, you know, Phillies made a pretty strong run at him last year. The Yankees would certainly, I think, uh, be interested in shedding that uh, payroll. I think it's $17 million. Um, so the Phillies are open to all ways to push this thing forward, and you have to be open to trades. Uh, the problem with trades is, they have a very weak farm system. They don't have a lot of guys in that farm system that other teams covet uh, beyond Spencer Howard and um, Alec Bohm. Uh, and those are two foundation players that you, or you hope that are going to be foundation players that you need to get to the big leagues here uh, in the short term and over the next year or so for a couple of reasons. One, you need their talent and their ability. You need that to be good and difference-making. But you also need to funnel in some low salaries so you're not always pushing on the um, – on the on the uh, luxury tax, and because that becomes uh, you know it's difficult to sustain, almost impossible to s- sustain, when you're paying everybody huge free agent dollars. You need to bring in your own talent, and develop your own talent because it provides you a great deal of cost certainty, and um, you know it just it's the way you got to run your budget. So uh, I don't know that trades, uh, or at least impact trades, are going to be in the offing simply because I don't think they have a ton to offer it. At least a ton that they can afford to give up. Jim, I'm going to let you get back to sniffing out there in San Diego at the winter meetings. Follow, uh, follow the news, and if anybody is interested in more from Jim out at the winter meetings, we're going to have a podcast every day this week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, uh, that the winter meetings are going on, and we'll also be live here on Facebook and Twitter. So thanks for listening to At the Yard, presented by Team Toyota. Tomorrow, Jim, I want to talk about the bullpen because there aren't that many 
big-time relief options out there in free agency, and the Phillies have an unsettled bullpen still. So let's leave that for Tuesday, and we'll talk to you then on At The Yard. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate, not one based on Carol. She's more focused on hitting a high note than the car in front of her. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California, subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.